Amen. How many of us are ready for the word? You're ready for the word? Esther chapter 1, verse 10. Esther chapter 1, verse 10. So the Bible tells us about a king called Xerxes, Persian king, or a Babylonian king, who ruled and his jurisdiction went over I think it was 120 uh, 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 regions. He had a party that lasted for 180 days in honor to what he had acquired. And on the seventh day or on the last day in verse 10, it says, When King Xerxes was high in spirits from wine, he commanded the seven eunuchs who served him, Mehuman, Bizza, Habona, Bigtha, Abagatha, Zitha, and Carcass to bring before him Queen Vashti, wearing her royal crown in order to display her beauty to the people and nobles, for she was lovely to look at. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, the attendants delivered the king's command, Vashti refused to come out. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. Since it was customary for the king, since it was customary for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood. Ah. Verse 14. These men who understood the times were also closest to the king. Karshina, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Meres, Marsina, and Memukan, the seven nobles of Persia and Media who, spoke, who had special access to the king and were the highest in the kingdom. Next verse. According to the law, what must be done to Queen Vashti, he said. She has not obeyed what? The command. <laughs> she did not obey the command of the king that the eunuchs have taken to her. Then Memukan replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, Queen Vashti has done wrong. Not only against the king, but also against the, all the nobles and the peoples of all the province of King Xerxes. Let's all bow our heads and pray for the word. Father, we thank you for this morning's word. We declare, O oh, Heavenly Father, that as you have said in your word, that the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. We ask you, O oh, Heavenly Father, bring light into our lives. Bring understanding into our lives. We ask you, O oh, God, to bless this word as we receive it, O oh, God. This is the bread of life that is being broken, and whenever we receive it, we shall live. Spirit of the living God, even as you hover over the surfaces of the waters, we declare and we ask you, O oh, God, that you hover over our hearts 
hearts that as the word is spoken, you will bring it into manifestation. We ask your Holy Ghost that you align us with the will and the ways of God, that we will walk in every single thing the Lord has destined for us. I ask your God that as I stand here, anoint my tongue and use it as the pen of a ready writer, inscribing into the, into the hearts of your people that which you want to say. Father God, I thank you for this moment. Holy Ghost, I ask you, help me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you want to, you're welcome to pray in the Holy Ghost. Today's sermon will, will not be long. I know whenever I say this, the youth say, ah, <laughs> but intentionally. So we only have a few scriptures and one prayer and we'll go home. Is that okay? We just read that a king calls his wife the queen. He says, please come and display your beauty. Start from verse 1, you will see the king had this party to show off everything he had. For over a hundred days, he's showing off every single thing he's acquired that he possesses. And on the last day, he brings his most prized possession, his wife. The Bible says she was lovely to look at. Ah. And because of what was happening in those days or at those times, when a king calls for a party, women were not allowed, right? So Queen Vashti says, well, while you gather all the kings, I will gather all the queens and we'll just celebrate. Fair, right? She had that kind of influence. My husband, enjoy yourself. I'll enjoy myself with my sisters. And on the seventh day, when it was now time for the king to call it to a close, in his drunken state, he says, man, as they've seen every single thing I have. Sweetheart, it's Babul. Junju. How? Junju, and then she doesn't want to come. How? You see, I wanted to understand why did Vashti say no? Because this is some sort of a rebellious act. Why would the queen rebel against the king? And I found out that she wasn't just rebelling because she wanted to do so, but because the law did not allow her to step out. So she said, I can't step out. What you're asking for me is not allowed. But here's where the problem was. It wasn't an ask. It wasn't a request. It was the king's command. So if you're going to take everything the king gives you as a suggestion, mm, too many of us take whatever God says to us as suggestions. We are too drunk on hyper grace. God loves me so I can do what I want. But God says, no, be ye holy. I am holy. So we've taken holiness as a suggestion. 
while it is the king's command. Hey. When Vashti did this, seven eunuchs passed the instruction. But it was the man closest to the king who knew the times, who delivered. Uh, they delivered the verdict. So Vashti thought this was a joke. And she held back still. A wise woman would have gone there. Would have gone there and asked, uh, is there a way to overturn this? Because the Bible says the king was angered, burning with rage. All Vashti had to do, Aman tweet, Imana, Aman. And Xerxes would have, now guys are, maybe, we don't know. But in chapter 2, it says when the king's anger had toned down. I checked out how long it took. It took five years for the king to cool down. Five years for the king to cool down. The king says, you know what? Because of what Vashti did, because of what Vashti did five years ago, I don't think I can forgive her. She didn't commit any adultery. She didn't mess up. She didn't steal. All she did was disobey the king's command. Her holding back from the command made her lose her position. comes and the king says I need a new wife yeah been petty shambul but now please forgive me for those of you that hear me speaking in tongues <laughs> the Lord will give you understanding <laughs> but he says I'm not faced by beauty anymore what good is beauty when the heart is disobedient when the head is rebellious. So the king makes a whole thing and says, I want a virgin that I'll marry. And as I marry this virgin, she'll become my queen and she will take the place of Vashti. So he calls and a whole discussion happens. From verse 7, we then get introduced to a man called Mordecai who was the uncle of a girl called Hadassah, or rather the cousin of a girl called Hadassah. He brought up because she had neither father nor mother. This young woman, who was also known as Esther, had a lovely chica and was beautiful. Mordecai had taken her as, her own, as his own daughter when her father and her mother died. Please follow Please follow. When the king's order and edict had been proclaimed, many young women were brought to the citadel of Susa and put under the care of Haggai. Esther was also taken to the king's palace and entrusted to Haggai, who had charge over the harem. So she pleased him, number one. <laughs> Please follow. She pleased Haggai, 
and won his favor. Immediately, he provided for her beauty treatments and special food. He assigned to her seven female attendants. Selected from the king's palace and moved her from and moved her and her attendants into the best place in the harem. Mm. As I'm reading, this is a prophetic declaration over what's going to happen to you after this conference. Yeah. Esther had not revealed her nationality and family background because Mordecai had forbidden her to do so. Mm. So there's this unfortunate young girl whose situation says she's an orphan. A foreigner in the land. With no one to look out for her. But only a man to raise her. Nothing. Let me chip this in. Stop looking at your situations. And say why me? Look at your situation and say, why not me? If Hannah, or sorry, if Esther was not an orphan, she would have been a cheese girl, but not the king's girl. She needed to be an orphan so that someone can look out for her. Mordecai wasn't looking after a girl. He was raising a queen. <laughs> I love Apostle Joshua Selman. He says there are people who are king makers. Mordecai was a queen maker. <laughs> because of being looked at and favor was won. This often... This orphan who's a foreigner was taken from the streets into the king's palace. The best place and was not prepared <laughs> by just anyone, but by the people who know the environment of the king. So she was strategically positioned by the people who look after Vashti. The people who knew the language of the king. Who knew the mannerisms of the king. Why? Because she won favor. Uh, because she had favor with one man. She stepped into the palace. I, de I decree and I declare. During this conference. Some of you are stepping into palaces. Some of you are stepping into offices. Some of you are stepping into businesses. Some of you are stepping into places of influence. That no one will take you out from. Mm. Esther steps into the king's palace. To be prepared like a queen. She knew the queen lifestyle before knowing the position of the queen. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. But listen, wisdom had to kick in. Verse 10, if she had revealed who she was, she would have been fired. So they told her, don't reveal to anyone who you are. Shh. 
Wisdom had to kick in. And because wisdom kicked in, she stepped into the next level of favor. Ah. Verse 15, next level of favor. The first favor was with Haggai. Second level of favor. When the turn came for Esther, the young woman Mordecai had adopted, a foster child, the daughter of his uncle Abihail, to go to the queen, she asked for nothing other than what Haggai, the king's eunuch, was in charge of. The harem suggested. And Esther. The first level. Favor with Haggai. Next level. Favor with everyone who sees her. I declare, not only will you have favor for offices, for positions, and for places, but everyone who sees you will win. Ah, you will win their favor. You will win their favor. Some of the challenges you're facing is because you want favor for a position. But you did not want favor for the people around. In this moment, she had no hater. Oh. Oh, my haters can't. No. Why are you still focused on haters? Get favor, you'll have no haters. Mm. Next verse, next verse. So she was taken to King Xerxes. In the royal residence in the 10th month, the month of Tabath, the seventh year of his reign. Now the king was attracted to her. More than any of the other women. And she also what? Won favor and approval more than any of the other versions. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen over Vashti. Ah, you are stepping into the third level of favor. Not only for positions, not only for people, but also for kings. For businessmen, they will approve you because of God's favor. Don't just get stuck where you are. But I declare, at the end of this conference, both male and female kings will look to you. They will be attracted to you. Bosses will be attracted to you. You know, Mama Sue was reading the testimonies earlier on. Remember in 2016, I was sitting somewhere here. Her daughter, and I want you guys to take this very seriously. I was sitting somewhere very close. A Sunday service, Sunday morning. As we are sitting, I just see someone jumping up in celebration. It was during these moments where dad was, yeah, the lion was roaring. Daddy was opening fire. Prophetic declarations were being released. And as one was being released, she jumped up, started celebrating. I wondered, and then? So I left it. After service, she turns. She says, bro, check this out. She got an offer that was signed, sent, and delivered on a Sunday from one of the biggest institu educational institutions in the country on a Sunday. Listen. Not fly by night. I saw the email with my own eyes. 
So when prophetic declarations are being released, don't observe protocol. Don't observe what's happening. Don't observe comfort because God will shift things for your sake. God will take away the peace of the king for your sake. Your CEO will lose his peace because of you. And because of you, he will wonder, why am I troubled? It is because there's a Pastor Benji somewhere. There's a Deacon Larry somewhere. There's a Sister Anoria somewhere. There's a Sister Teko somewhere. Ah, favor. Listen, the days of speaking hypothetical things are over. Every single thing we hear, we are pushing for practicality. It must come to pass. The Bible is not a storybook. If God could give an adopted daughter a foreigner favor, how much more you? Foreigner in the land, queen in that land. Ah, oh, you are being raised into royalty. You are being raised into royalty. Vashti was too mindful of her position. We need people who are mindful of destiny. The title of my sermon today is Service to the King. Vashti was not just given the opportunity to show off how beautiful she is, but she was given the opportunity to serve the King. Whenever you fail to recognize the opportunity to serve the king, you don't know what you're doing to yourself. We don't have Vashti's background. We don't know where she comes from, where she's going. But we have Esther's background. Lost both parents. Has nothing to write home about. All she had was a beautiful figure, and a beautiful face. Unlike Vashti, she was probably some other king's daughter. Raised in royalty. Too mindful of her influence. Sometimes our own visions get in the way of God's vision for our lives. I often say to the young people, I often say this to them. That God's will is powerful. But man's will is so powerful, it can reject the will of God. It's no lie. God gave you free will. God can say, I know the plans that I have for you. And you say, but God, your plans don't fit my comfort. Your plans don't fit my beauty. So we are hyped up with knowing that God has good plans for us. But we say, God, your plan does not fit to my vision. So God, your plan, I don't think I have time for it. I learned that sometimes delay is not because of the devil. Delay is because of our delay in obeying God's commands. Ah. The quicker you respond to the word of God, the quicker you will see the manifestation of the word of God in your life. Hmm. Okay. Psalms 102 verse 13. I 
with uh, Pastor Pum yesterday during prayers. We touched on this. I want us to continue there. Give me this in the King James. We'll go back to the NIV just now. The Holy Ghost is here. And I see destinies are shifting. Destinies are shifting. Destinies are shifting, shifting, shifting. There's a shift. When we were singing atmosphere shift, it wasn't just a song. It was something that was happening. There are many shifts that I'm perceiving right now. Your shift has come. Your time has come. Your hour has come. Thou shall arise. Ah, and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to fade by her. The time to favor Esther had now arrived. And when the time came, Esther went from being adopted orphan foreigner to being the queen of the land. Your background and situation is only a stepping stone. Stop seeing it as a stumbling block. It is only a stepping stone into another dimension. Oh. The same time to favor Zion has Yay! The set time is now. Because of our upbringing, our backgrounds, and where we live, we've limited time to what God can do. Ah, I love that testimony. 21 year old. Ah. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to make high of myself, but youth, how many times have I been saying it? That it's time for 19-year-old millionaires to rise. It's time for a high school student in, in grade 9 to be punching millions. That's her homework. Goals, my accountant, how's the business doing? Doing well, sir. Ah, it's that time. When God's time, oh, there's a good time. And there's God time. Good time follows order. God. God's time is now. Right? But it may not manifest in your life now. It is all dependent on how quick and ready you are to align with his time. Mm. I love what Grandpapa once said at one ownership conference. He says, the most dangerous person on earth is one whose time has come. I declare your time has come. I pull whatever has been set in your future into your now. Whatever you've lost in the back, I pull it and I put it into your now. You've been going around this mountain for too long. I declare the mountain is made level. I declare the mountain is being uprooted. In this day, God is bringing you speed. The situation was not, was not conducive for Esther to become queen. It was until God's favor came. God's favor jumps everyone. You've been set up for failure too many times. But like Esther, God's favor is setting you up for a miracle. <sighs> Esther's situation was a pure divine setup, whether you like it or not. It was a divine setup. 
God's set up. Because she went from gaining favor with Mordecai to gaining favor with Haggai. And Haggai said, oh, there's a decree that has been released to prepare versions for the king. This one, I will prepare specially. In those 12 months, baby girl, I know you are a foreigner. I know you are adopted. I know your mom and dad are not alive. But listen, you are a queen. I'm not talking to an orphan. I'm talking to a queen. Stop addressing yourself as your situation. It is time for you to address yourself according to the destiny that God has given you. God says, I've ordained you to be a millionaire. But your words say, I cannot afford rent. So when angels look for people, they walk past you because they say, God, the millionaire you sent me to, I can't find it. I found someone who's calling themselves a poor man. Align yourself with the word of God. Say what God says. Live as he says. Think as he says. All you need is the word. The word creates. The word changes. That's why we don't spend too much time in all these things. They are wonderful and nice and we can go there. We can move into the prophetic. But there's a time where God's word is released. God says you are blessed. You just walk with that blessing. You don't look for a man. Man come looking for you. Esther gets favor from one man looking at her. Sets her up. All people who saw her had favor on her. And then when she was brought before the king, the king said, stop the count. Hey, stop, stop, stop. Stop the count. Stop. I don't even need an interview. I don't need a tender process. I don't need a campaign. I don't need a bidding war. Just take that crown. Put it on her head. Ah, I am telling you now. That God is putting crowns on your heads. God is ordaining you for royalty. Esther was not just being prepared for a position. When she was preparing, she was preparing for a destiny. Ah. Because of Esther's preparation, she was able to turn to the king and say, Listen, have mercy on the Jews. She had a voice. Too many of you have been living in places where it is a big position, but you have no voice. I declare that God today gives you a voice. Whatever you say will be heard. Whatever you say will be done. Whatever you say will be considered. I see a woman, you are in a high position at work. But whenever you try to say things, you're not considered. Your experience says you deserve the position. Natural fact, how I hear is that you only have the title but not the weight of the title. I declare right now that God gives you a voice. Whatever you say will be heard. And I declare that everything you say will be in alignment with the word of God. Therefore, your ears are open. I command your ears to open to hear the word of the Lord, to hear the counsel of the Lord, and whatever you say will be done in Jesus' mighty name. Mm. 
Esther, arise. The nation depends on you. Hannah, arise. The nation depends on you. Sarah, arise. Uh, and then I'm asking, Pastor KG, why are you excluding us? Uh, uh. Men, learn to learn from Joseph. In actual fact, let's just go there and wrap this thing up. Luke chapter 1, 26. So from Malachi, for 400 years, there was no prophetic voice. Years of silence. But when the set time came, Jesus needed to what? Appear. But there was a prophet called Isaiah who said there is a messenger whose voice, Malachi and Isaiah, that there's a messenger. We hear his voice. His message is prepared the way for the king. So in order for the king to come, this messenger needs to be born. So Elizabeth's barrenness was cured because Jesus needed to appear. Ah. So an angel appears to the father of John, Zechariah. Speaks with him. The man was a priest. Man, it's one of my favorite stories. That whole Luke chapter 1. Oh, man, I just love that. There's so many rich nuggets that can just change your whole spiritual life and perspective. A priest. They cast lots and it was his turn to go into the Holy of Holies to serve. He needed to get the voice or the message for the nation. But he didn't know. Because of the set time, God broke, broke protocol. There was no message for the nation in that year. Only a message for him. And listen, you're going you're gonna to give birth to a son. Your wife is going to be found with child. She's going to give birth to a son. You're going to call him John. He says he will come in the spirit and power of Elijah. He'll be a great prophet. And he will do A, B, C, and D. He'll prepare the way. But because of Zechariah's foolishness, he questions the angel. This is a man who's been serving as a priest for many years. Now he questions God. God says, you know what? Because your mouth is dangerous, I'll silence you. Because some of you carry the mantle of priesthood, but don't understand or know how to use your tongue. So you carelessly release things. So the angel realized, for the sake of Jesus, you need to be silent. So he goes quiet. Fast forward. The Bible says, in the sixth month, go back to verse 17. Sorry, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to a town in Galilee. Hmm. Let's jump to the message version. Just jump over to the message version. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village ah, of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph and the virgin's name was Mary. 
An angel leaves the throne to go into a village. I declare that the Lord will make sure his, his angel visits you. Whether you are at an office park in Santon or a village somewhere in Limpopo or KwaZulu-Natal, God's favor will find you wherever you are. Huh. Upon entering, the angel greeted. Good morning, you beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you. Ah, I know, said, I know, I know he said we end the message. Now let's just switch to NIV for one second. I think I have the message here as well, so I'm not going to be able to read it. The angel entered. Hey. Greetings. <laughs> the angel went to her and said, Greetings. You are favored. Mm. You are favored. You are just favored. Esther was favored. Mm. But Mary was highly favored. The Lord is with you. Ah, next verse. Mary was greatly troubled at hearing these words. And wondered, what kind of greeting is this? Sorry, what kind of greeting is this? But the angel said, do not be afraid. You have what? All Esther found was favor with Haggai, with the people, and with Xerxes. But this one finds favor with God. Says you will conceive and you will give birth to a son. I declare you will not only conceive and everything you conceive gets aborted and miscarried. I declare you will give birth to every single thing that has been conceived in you. You will give birth. It will not die prematurely. I command your business will be born. That child will be born. I break miscarriages. I break barrenness. You will not only take in, but you will take out. Mm. The destiny, the, the devil will not find your destiny and pull it out from you. No. Those days are over. I declare, ah, nine months from here. Nine months from today, I declare no less than 20 baby dedications in this place. You believe in God for the fruit of the womb. God releases it now. Hmm. What's nine months from now? Is it April? What is it? April, May. In those months, watch what God will do to this house. 7,000 Because of the favor you've received, you will conceive and give birth and you will call him Jesus. Oh, come on now. Remember, when the angel appears in Matthew's account, he says, you will call him what? Emmanuel. When was the last time you called Jesus Emmanuel? Emmanuel. 
In Emmanuel's name, I pray. Amen. You see, Emmanuel is not just the name of a man. It is a manifestation when the name is called. So when you say, in Jesus' name, God appears in that place. I declare, every single place you go, Jesus will break through you. So basically, what the angel was saying is, Mary, you will carry God. Not God in the tabernacle. Not God in the tent. Not God in the temple. God in your belly. Ah, that's why out of those bellies, rivers of living water need to flow. Because Jesus is flowing out of your life. Today I'm not talking to normal people. I'm talking to atmosphere shifters. Atmosphere changes. Miracle workers. People who carry the power of God and make it manifest everywhere they go. He will be great. God is telling Mary what he will carry. What you carry will be great. What did Mary have to carry greatness on the inside of her? Are you aware that Jesus was the solution to the problem or to the, to the problems of the world? Are you aware that one woman, not the wife of Elizabeth, no, not the wife of the priests, just a young girl with nothing to write home about will carry greatness? Oh, I don't think you're hearing me. I declare in this conference, you will conceive greatness. He will be great and we will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. You are carrying not just a king, but a God. I don't think it's entering some of you. This was said to a young girl. Yes, Deacon, from a village. So you're still holding on to your background. God does not care about backgrounds. He doesn't care. That's why one of Jesus Christ's grandmothers is a prostitute. We're in the days where God is converting prostitutes to prophetesses. Drug lords and drug addicts to intercessors and apostles. Those days of getting your old behind is gone. Oh, the prophetic destiny of God is being shared and told to a 13-year-old that you will carry greatness. And he will be great and called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of David. Next verse, let's go. And he will reign over. The kingdoms of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. So Mary's womb was prepared for a God moment. For God destiny. God wasn't looking for anyone who had anything big. No. He was just looking for anyone to give them something big. 
That's why I always say, stop thinking the blessings that God has for you in store are big. They're not big. They're not huge. They're not great. They are God-sized. Oh, you haven't caught it yet. You haven't caught it yet. When you know what you carry is God-sized, you will watch what you eat. You will watch what you move. You will watch what you expose yourself to because you know what I carry is not big. It is God-sized. God is too big to be given a size. So what you carry is too big to be given a size. When you say, I carry greatness, you are minifying what you carry. You carry a sea of possibilities. You carry a sea of greatness. It's not about what's there. It's about what's in here. Next verse. Next verse. I don't know a man. I'm just engaged. I'm not married. I'm just a virgin. How will this be? Oh. Next verse. The angel said, The power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One will be born. God Himself will come over you just to make sure whatever you're meant to carry and give birth to is released. You're giving birth. You are going to give birth. You are giving birth. You are going to give birth. Birth to that business. Birth to that million. Birth to that girl. Birth to that boy. Birth to that NGO. Birth to that MPO. If you registered an MPO or an NGO and you've been struggling with paperwork, I declare right now, in this week, it will be released. Next, next week, this time, you will get that letter of approval. You will give birth. Why? The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Next verse. Oh. Cousins. <laughs> Cousins. Son is carrying six months a messenger. This one must carry the Messiah. Obviously, they didn't have WhatsApp, Instagram, and all this stuff. So they had not shared notes on the encounter. So she did not know. And the angel said, even your cousin is six months pregnant and will give, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in a six month. Mm. An 80 year old mm. carried a baby. All for one thing, that the prophetic destiny of this one can come out. They said you're too old. I'm yet to say, there's never a good time to quit. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Even the 80-year-old will give birth. For the word from God will, for no word from God will ever fail. Next verse. 
What is the message? Service to the king. All they said to her is that you'll be pregnant. And she said, oh, yes, I'll be a servant. Ah. She needed to serve the king. Her womb was a service to God. That business will be a service to God. That child will be a Samuel that will raise kings. That girl will be a prophetess that will deliver nations. The angel left her. Now let's go back to the message translation. Verse 39 in the message translation. Mm. Hey. Mr. Dennis, please stand here. <laughs> Deacon, please stand here. So she says, I'm the Lord's maid, ready to what? Serve. Whatever God has entrusted to you, it's not just for to make you big. Even a tap is never dry. You're called to be a tap to release. So instead of getting hung up on the greatness, she said, I will serve this greatness. Let it be with me, just as you say. Then the angel left. Mm. Mary did not waste time. She didn't waste a minute. She got up and traveled to a town in Judah, in the hill country, straight to Zechariah's house. When God gives you something great, don't tell people. Only tell those who God mentions in those conversations. So she heard that Elizabeth is going to carry something great. She didn't go to Mama, Baba, uh-uh. Went to who? Elizabeth. And she greeted Elizabeth. Mm. When Elizabeth heard the greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. Remember in 26, ne? Remember in 26, the angel greeted Mary. Said, ah, ah, hey, what's this? The greeting of the angel shook Mary. And after the encounter of God's greatness overshadowing her, her greeting raises up a baby from the dead. Ah, after the Esther Rice conference, everywhere you go, whoever hears your voice, everything dead in them will come to life. This year had to be mentioned. This was important to mention because the scholars say from the day John was conceived till this moment, Elizabeth never felt at all. She never felt John move. And because they didn't have modern technology, she just had to wait for nine months. Not knowing whether I'll give birth to a stillborn. But when the prophetic word was given to Mary, saying your cousin will give birth to a child. She's six months and will give birth to a child. That thing began to manifest. The angel was overshadowing Mary. And the sound, because of what God did in her life, that moment, 
Elizabeth, something moves on the inside. The baby leaped and she was filled with the Holy Ghost. I declare, wherever you go, you dear Estes, you dear Sarahs, you dear atmosphere changes. Whenever you go from this week onwards, wherever you step into, the atmospheres will change. anxious not knowing and she kept on asking herself God why me I'm eight years old why did you put me through this torture from the day I married my husband Zachariah I've never had the joy of holding a baby now I saw my belly grew one month two months six and nothing is happening she was probably mourning crying and complaining and saying why me only a greeting changed everything and the one who was mourning started to sing listen to this next verse move on you are so blessed among people all because what happened in here I declare when prophetess Leslie Osai steps on the stage things will be birthed things will be shaken things will be changed whatever she says will cause your prophetic destiny to change. When Pastor Pushi steps on the stage, things will begin to manifest in your life. Mighty men, please stop excluding yourselves. Joseph was a mighty man. Because of carnality, he nearly divorced. He nearly left because he was reasoning with carnality. So it is important. I'm telling you, I was planning on sneaking in. I'm not sneaking in. I'm coming. If you see me, I'll be wearing what I'll be wearing. I'll be where I will be. But what I'm understanding is what God wants to do with our wives needs me as a man to arise and be in position. If God wants to make a billionaire, I need to be there. If God wants to make a millionaire, I need to be there. This is not the season to be talking down on your wife. This is not the season to be washing your eyes. No. For these past 28 days, the woman at 12 a.m. and 5 a.m. That's how, that's why I snuck in. I got revelation. I need to see. What I'm seeing that's about to happen. Oh, the woman that will give birth to the next president is here. Oh. You are so blessed amongst women. And the babe in your womb, also blessed. Who told her? Who told her? When you encounter God, the world must know. Ah, I feel sorry for those looking for a good time next week. I need you to come here for a God time. Because in those God moments, God things will be birthed on the inside of you. God's favor is coming on you. You'll be regarded as highly favored. The time to favor Zion has come. Yay, your set time has come. This Kronos has been preparing you for Kairos. 
I need those who are ready to give birth, to break out for the next 30 seconds. The power of God is coming on you. Please just be on the lookout. The power of God is coming on someone right now. Your prayer has been for how long? Till when? Why me? I am declaring right now. That 14 years of barrenness, I cancel it now in Jesus' name. You've recently gone through heartache. I declare the healing of the, of the Lord over your life now. Listen, listen. How will this be? Seeing that I know no man. Hmm. How will this be? You don't have that connection, it's okay. You don't have that person, it's okay. You don't have that person who set things up for you, it's okay. It's not about who says things for you, it's about your set time coming. Your set time has come. How will this be? Seeing that I know no man. Ah, uh, it's not about what man is about to do. It's about what man is about how. Because of what God is going to do, man is just going to react to the greatness on the inside of you. God said, the power of God will come over you. There was that man, there was that man in the pool of Bethsaida. The man had been there for years. And Jesus steps into the sea and says, Man, do you want to be well? Her response, his response, naively so. I have no man to push me into the water when the waters are stirred. Little did he know he was talking to the river of living water. All he needed to do was drink. And at that moment, 
moment many needed to get wet to get healed many needed to get wet to get their healing they needed to be thrown into the pool stop waiting for the water to be stirred because your belly carries rivers of living water you don't need man you just need your womb to open and this is the season where your womb opens how will it be how will it be how will it be i declare I declare, I declare protocol to be broken. Ah! I have no man to throw him into the water. Just drink of that well. Just drink of that well. Just drink of that well. Your belly is God's incubator it is God's oven your belly is cooking the next move of God your belly is cooking the next miracle blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord cursed is the man who looks to man I declare that in this season God himself will change your situation I don't care who you are I don't care where you are I'm here to tell you take that step Pastor KG, it's impossible. There's water in front of me. I don't care. Nothing is impossible with God. When you walk with God, you don't need many instructions. You just need the word come. Some of you, the word is come. Some of you, the word is go. To the Israelites, the word was go, and they walked on dry land. For Peter, it was come, and he walked on water. Many of you will walk on water. Many of you, the waters will part. I need people who know that this is their kind of time to call the name Jesus. If you know this is your time, call the name Jesus. I can't hear you. I can't hear you! I can't hear you! I can't hear you! Seven of you, the power of God is coming on you! The power of God is coming on you! Oh.
The shift is not out there. The shift is in here. And I need you to push for the next three minutes. For the next three minutes. God is taking over. 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 Come on, come on, come on, come on. I am an Akoso. Zaga da Baladai. Koso Zokashika. Gazanda Belado. Rokotoko Belladai. Mashkata Balazai. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You are stirring the move on the inside. You are stirring the move on the inside. The river is flowing. The river is flowing. Let the river flow. I need you to engage. This is not about my instruction. But God's word over your life. Come on, two more minutes. Two more minutes. Two more minutes. Two more minutes. You've missed the promotions. You've missed the time. You've missed the promotions. Now, that promotion is coming. Before all this comes to an end. Before all this comes to an end. You will be called for promotion. You got a bonus and increase, but it's not what you wanted. I need you for one more minute. With that figure in your head, I want you to pray. I need you to pray. You're pulling that figure into your location. You're pulling it into your life. It's coming to you. It's coming to you. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Shantas Katavaletai. 
That curse of no one getting married in your family is being broken. It's been broken. It's been broken. It's been broken. Before this week ends, your Xerxes is finding you. Before this week ends, your Boaz is finding you. Come on, go. Keep at it. Keep at it. We are not wasting time. We are birthing things in the spiritual realm. We are birthing things. Stop looking at Kronos. It's your Kairos moment. It's your Kairos moment. In Jesus' mighty name, all every head bowed, every eyes closed.